Good morning, pilgrims. Travelers. And our friendly friends of life. Seven twenty-four. And then uh, just living the Abadi. I'm walking up along the cathedral. Get back to the Camino. Yes, I did have one more person on this dorm meant for six. There were two of us. I have no idea who it is, English or American, not sure, but doesn't matter. I was uh, definitely not, not in the mood for socializing yesterday. Uh, and, well, it came around, well, it came after I did, so you know. Arrived around four. I don't know when he arrived, but I just started to play the old man the last episode, and of course I didn't have my headset because uh, I was alone then. And uh, there it came in. So we'll see today, I guess. It's about twenty to La Puebla. I don't remember Arganson, something like that. And. Uh, <clears throat> and then we'll see <clears throat> we'll see what happened I was able to uh, to do a check-in actually uh, without anybody who went to the website of the city hall of the town and uh, yeah interesting how, how registering was done online so I have a code so I'm out early, heading there now. Well, like I say, 7.24 is when I left. I got it before the alarm, around 4.40. Uh, used the earplugs most of the night, because finally was able to open the window. You know, got close to 40 degrees yesterday, in a, you know, the climax of the, the heat. So quite warm. So the place was a little stuffy, and uh, thankfully enough, uh, my neighbor didn't mind the noise from the street to leave that window open all night. So it was kind of a French window, so it was nice. To the point where I used a blankie, actually, in the wee hours, because I got a little cool. Anywho, so very, very nice place. Really enjoyed the albergue. Uh, I did check for the mess, uh, for the mass, sorry, for the mass. Misa, la mess, oh my goodness. Those languages, sometimes I get it all mixed up. And uh, and then it just showed Saturday and Sunday. I did ask the lady at the reception, but she didn't know much. And, uh, and so, and I was tired yesterday, uh, my left leg which actually is still sore, which is very interesting. I don't remember ever dealing with that. So that is something that's kind of going on. Uh, looking at uh, arriving early today. So, and then getting as much rest because it's gonna be around 30 or so kilometers tomorrow. And uh, I'm gonna looking at just getting some rest. So, 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 yeah, very, very nice place. I had a place to hang my laundry. They had couches. They had the dining room. They had a kitchen. I mean, it was really, really nice. Really nice setup. I even found a Tupperware, a new one. They have kind of an area where people leave things. And... Uh, and so I have traded one of mine, which was cracked. I know, I know, but who knows? Somebody might find a use. I mean, I've, I was using it and I was going to keep using it. You know, not good to put a soup, but to put nuts, seeds, and cereal, whatever, it would do just fine. And then I got this uh, fancier one that somebody let at that place. Anyhow, so right across from the cathedral, so really 
great location. Uh, very interesting, the thing about the, the stamp for the Camino. So for the one who don't know, uh, most people who do the Camino, they're going to want a Compostela, which is your certificate in Santiago that shows, you know, here you have accomplished, you know, this Camino. And then it kind of looked a little fancy and a little decoration on the side. And and that used to be free. And now people pay three euro, I think. And uh, I had mine in 2002. And then I realized, you know, within a few days, that it, it, was, it meant nothing to me. So I burned it. I guess I was more significant to burning of it than... Uh... Oh, okay, hold on here a second. I have a little piece of uh, wrapper. And it looks like they have those funny containers here. But does it tell me what it's for? Huh. No, okay, it's locked. Anywho. So, anywho, that's more, more or less what it is. And so, you know, since 2019, when I kind of realized, you know, I was going to be walking for quite a ways, and if I was going to get a stamp, on all of those things, and I would have to get a new credential, which is your pilgrim passport, basically. That's what a credential means. And a lot of places you can get it, you pay for it. You know, two to three euro. And again, for some people, it's kind of a memento of, uh, you know, what the Camino has been for them, walking through. This is nice, Victoria. Um, so it's kind of a memento, you know, for what they've done when they've been a I remember and you know each albergue and sometimes bars and churches where you can get the stamp so for some people it's meaningful but again to me I couldn't care less so uh, what's interesting is how people are weirded out when you tell them yeah you don't need to you don't need to put a stamp on this thing and I've mentioned my my jokes about oh yeah the ink weighs so much and it really hurts my shoulders <laughs> as a way to lighten it up but kind of basically people are just like you don't want me to put a stamp and then uh, just being surprised by somebody saying no because i think almost never almost nobody ever said no so here's one more thing that anthony <laughs> is doing that nobody else and then dealing with a kind of social social awkwardness of uh, of that anywho so very very interesting and so you know the last two days have basically been saying no thanks because uh uh well i think i have four slots well I'll, I'll tell them if they really want to they can put it where it shows you the map of the camino because i don't care but i'm going to try to just use the four slots all the way to lead me to france and then uh, i'll still keep it somehow in case I'm not quite done walking, and now I'll have something to show, you know, that I'm a pilgrim, and so I can have access to the hostels for the pilgrims, which is the only purpose for me for that thing. If not, I would have no use for it. Anywho, so that happens two days ago with a lady in uh, Salduondo. She was, a couple of times, she was basically restating. Are you sure? I don't mind. If you want me, I'll... Like, no, thank you. No, no need. <coughs> and uh, some people are really weirded out by it. It's just very, very interesting. It's kind of such a weird thing to me that it would attach such an importance to what to me is so insignificant and they would have trouble to to make sense of it. <laughs> Anyhow, so a couple of times yesterday she made the comment again. And I'm like, it's all good. But she had to look at it, which I understand why that is because the rate is special for the pilgrims. I think it's almost half the price because this uh, hostel is kind of like a used hostel. So, and I think it's around eight, at least eight euros cheaper if you're a pilgrim. So she needed to look at it to make sure that I was a pilgrim. And I understand that part. And again, that's one of the, one of the reason for, uh, for having that thing. Anywho. So, so that's for that. I tried to actually sleep a little bit, but I realized, you know, it just wasn't happening. And, uh, okay, I'm gonna. 
I was showing them to let somebody pass me, but then the person stopped. I don't like to have people around me when I'm walking. You know, it's like uh, before I would go faster, and I'm like, yeah, you go. I let you go. Just uh, like my own space. Anywho, so I tried to rest, let them work out. Well, a little bit, maybe barely a few minutes. And uh, and then I went to the store and I found out there was a little, which meant my pastries. So I headed, headed out there. And then Gilles called me. I'd been thinking about him, but I was like, lately I just haven't felt the need to to connect on the Camino, you know, I'm just I'm just in a Camino. And so, I don't know, we must have chatted for close to two hours. And it was very nice. Uh, you know, we, we do have a lot of things in common, I have to say. Music, movies. We haven't gone too much in books. I mean, he's a French teacher. Um, and he's the one I mentioned that I thought I would not go visit, but we'll see. Uh, in September, he's going to start to do a, a walk all the way to Saint-Michel, from, uh, well, actually from Grenoble, because he already started it and he had this infection, which kind of made him stop and he's going to resume his walk. But uh, anyway, he was nice. So while I was in the store and all, you know, chatting, and then got back to the albergue, where I opted not to get pasta, but I got a bag of frozen vegetable. There was a bit of chicken with it. I would have been fine if there would have been none, just vegetable, but that's what came with it. And uh, I really like those. And I got a salad plus some extra arugula and then some hummus. I kind of made a, I stretched that dressing with hummus and then had a lot of veggie and a couple of paraguayos. I don't remember how you call that in English. It's kind of like a flat peach, you know, like a spaceship peach. I don't know what you call those in English, but in Spanish it's paraguayos. Oh, there is a, no, I'm not going to go there. I was looking, seeing the yellow container for my the plastic wrapper, but and that's okay. I'm not doing a detour here. And then, uh, so it was nice, nice chatting with him. And then I kind of uh, transitioned the conversation and then uh, starting to watch again the, the last part of the old man. <laughs> And then ended up cho choosing to go upstairs where the guy wasn't there. I'm assuming he went to dinner. So I started to watch. And of course, within a few minutes, he showed up again. And I had not plugged myself in. So I acknowledged the fellow and then plugged myself in to, um, to finish it. And of course, the end was as disappointing as the rest. It was kind of like a tale of three fathers. Really kind of, uh, I don't know. I think those guys are are really, I would call them uh, spiritually bankrupt. <laughs> you know, the idea that you can, the fact that you can write, that you have those things, if you don't really have something from you coming in there where it becomes more than just a story, that there is something of you in it. And I think, I mean, obviously there are things that you cannot write anything and not insert something of yours in, inside of it but i don't know it just to me my experience was like yeah i would call it a piece of shit actually at the end of it at the end of the day because of uh i mean there was really again it was a well-made piece of shit that's kind of your uh huh that that's kind of your uh american uh, craft for you that they can really you know <coughs> do things well they really have a the camera a lot of things are well music ambience but what they are talking about it's like it's just many times there's nothing there a lot of those uh, i guess in action and maybe it's me maybe it's me watching the wrong thing i don't know maybe i'm watching something that's not for me i don't know but i like jeff bridges I've liked him. He's just not an action figure hero. Uh, that's just not a thing. It's turf, but uh, anyway. 
but I finished it. I'm glad it was just seven. So that's over. <coughs> and uh, uh, that is it for me. So of course I'll be looking at something else more than likely. Anyway, walking my way out of Vitoria. Let's see if I see any kind of uh, things for the pilgrimage here, for the Camino. Some signs, I don't see much. I mean, thanks to my uh, app. But I have to say, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's not too much there to let you know. You are on the right path. Anywho. Anywho. So that was nice. Then after talking to Gilles, actually before uh, coming upstairs and finishing my movie, I basically sent a recording to uh, Amai. Amia. Amaya? Amaya. Amaya. I should maybe start to say the name correctly, right? Amaya. <laughs> and uh, being like, hey, Here's a couple of ideas that I have. You know, one thing that I like to do that I haven't done in a while is kind of a game. It's like you start, you know, telling a story and then you stop. And so I'm going to do a recording, tell a story, and then, then she'll take it up from there. So, yes, it will all be in Spanish. So as of late, I feel like I'm making a lot of mistakes. I'm getting stumped. Uh, with some of my grammar, so I can tell my mind is uh, not up to par. But uh, that's okay, you know, because I don't mind uh, those imperfections, I don't mind those mistakes as much, as long as I am understood. That's the most important part. And, uh, and I will also let her know to make sure to pound the shit out of me when I make mistakes. <coughs> Because the fact that I make mistakes doesn't mean that I don't want them to be corrected. So anywho. And then that, uh, you know, that from time to time I'll be thinking about her. So that I will just, uh, if she doesn't mind, you know, I will just send her messages. <laughs> Reminding me of that Canadian uh, pharmacist that I met in uh, Mushia in 2019 when I finished my <laughs> 55 and being exhausted. And then we kind of started to communicate. And then eventually she just stopped completely cold turkey. Uh, I think something that I had shared, doesn't matter ultimately, but uh, something that must have made her uncomfortable, I don't know. And it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, <clears throat> that's part of my point. But it was one of those things to what would be, a lot of it I was a volunteer in Las Cedrerias and I would take walks and I did feel quite lonely, I have to say for some part there. And so I would reach out to her and then basically send some recording and share, you know, about what was going on. And yes, you know, there was kind of a, kind of an attraction. There was kind of a thing about me where uh, something I'm playing with, you know, this relationship connection with females and not, not confusing. <laughs> there you are already. Uh, Mappy stopped. All right. <clears throat> Hold on a second, guys. Okay, go ahead. What the fuck? Oh, okay. Well, I think this is... <clears throat> yeah, my app already crashed. I do kind of... Uh... <coughs> okay, I'm good. And uh, anywho, so I'm basically going to start to do that. I also was talking to Gilles about that, about feeling this kind of confusion or, or just um, ambivalence. Maybe ambivalence is, is more accurate. Because on one hand, I'm obviously, to me, a female means something different than male. So... If I meet a guy and I really enjoy the company of the man and the connection, you know, this will never amount to anything more than a platonic relationship, which in a way it is kind of easier, you know, and it could actually both be freer, 
And uh, to me, that kind of sexual, sensual tension creates cloudiness in that water. It feels like it. Or maybe it's just because my mind, you know, is just really not comfortable. And then my, my emotional mind, my whatever you call it, your heart mind, is uh, immature, wh whatever the case may be. But uh, <clears throat> like I was telling Jill, I was like, <clears throat> does it happen to you? Okay, here, I'm going to go to the to the yellow container. Um, to where you you feel, you know, you, you have this thing, you have this connection with a woman that's really enjoyable. <clears throat> and, you know, the kind of almost natural progression is that you want to take it to bed as if something that's kind of nice for that person, having this sexual connection, this physical in uh, intimacy would somehow uh, be a natural progression. And I'm doubting that now. <laughs> Sorry about my crud. <clears throat> I am doubting that. And he was like, well, I think we're made from a different uh, <laughs> from a different template here. Because for him, it's fine. You know, and like uh, Antonio, you know, I mean, they are just uh, people who genetically, biologically, psychologically, the framework is just different. And, you know, for them, it's fine. And to me, it's not. <laughs> I think I'm more and more realizing. But at the same time... <laughs> At the same time, you know, it doesn't quite, uh, hmm. <clears throat> that doesn't, that doesn't answer anything, that kind of questioning, that skepticism, that taking it for granted. So it's another stone that I'm basically looking under. But the fact remains, so you know, with Amaya, I enjoyed meeting her. I enjoyed the exchange, but a part of me was like, that's it, that's that's what that is. It's there now. Yes, you know, I mean, she basically was not in that extreme ballpark to where I could not insert that fantasy or whatever you want to call it about that sensuality and that sexuality. So, you know, even though, you know, she was not like a 10 or whatever in terms of like, whoa, what a woman, but she was nice. You know, and possibly there is something to be said about being a little bit attracted to somebody who is not, at first sight, your type. And to me, that's interesting. Uh, even more now that I'm looking at something that's more than skin deep, that I'm actually more and more, I'm not devaluing it, but realizing that physical beauty doesn't doesn't have anything to do with happiness or with a meaningful even connection or experience with somebody. And uh, so I'm like trying to extricate, you know, myself from that automation, which is like, if I really like you, I want to fuck you, that somehow fucking you is going to be something normal and that will make it more. Because in my experience, that's not the case. You know, I remember Katie, <clears throat> in California, you know, met her in uh, January, I think, in, in the Ratna Ling, <laughs> that's the name of the Buddhist retreat center, Ratna Ling. And, uh, you know, then we, you know, when I left, she didn't know, actually, I was leaving the next morning, but we went on a hike. Actually, she chose to come on a hike with me. I did not. And, uh, which is, uh, yeah. And I basically say, well, you know, I'm feeling something for you. I don't know what that is, patati patata. And she was kind of like, well, we seem to have both an interest in what we were feeling, in, in the quality of our connection. So there was something. <coughs> and so for the next three months, when I went back to trucking, we were basically in communication, and I was feeling all those things, and I was expressing all those things. And then we met in uh, Sacramento. You know, I... Uh, I think I already mentioned that story to where I almost quit because my, uh, what's called the driver manager, so the person who gives you those customer, uh, those clients to where you have to go get the load and who's responsible basically to keep you moving and also, you know, to give you the opportunity for you to have your days off. And two weeks before I told him, hey, I will need to be 
of on that time here. So whatever you do, you know, and two or three times I reminded him. And then a few days before, it was like, yeah, sorry, that's not going to happen. And I was like, yes, it's going to happen. <laughs> and he was like, you don't have a choice. And I'm like, yes, I do. We can agree. I can leave the truck somewhere and then I'll rent a car, whatever. But <clears throat> I will be in Sacramento on that date, one way or the other. And he was pissed. And then I went to his superior. And then within 15 minutes, I was basically getting my load to go to Sacramento. And uh, <laughs> which I'm sure did not make him happy. Because uh, those people normally used to be the one to have the last word, you know. And in this case, it didn't. But again, that he dealt with a weird fellow, which is Anthony, who, when he's clear about something, is reckless and one mind. And uh, and so anyway, so went to Sacramento. Uh, <coughs> eventually, found a place to park my eight. Well, not the not the whole eighteen wheeler. I dropped the trailer. I kind of knew of an area, like a near a gas station. Dropped the trailer there, and then drove to the Quinta, and then uh, found a three parking spot to park into, and then uh, then we spent the weekend together. And uh, yeah, in the end, you know, I just see it more as a drug. For most people, I don't see it as meaningful. And I have an inkling that this sexual connection, this intimate physical experience can really be more, can really be more than just sex. That sex could become the vehicle. Like uh, I would dare to say, like, you know, when I've met Amaya as a woman or even Pilar, and then feeling that there is something more and that, yeah, you talk, and then you have that physical proximity and you do those things to connect on the material level, but that there is something else happening. And then you keep things going on a material level on that, you know, on that plane to, to have the other stuff going on, which is unbeknownst to you in a way, which is very passive in terms of your senses, but the sense that something is happening. And so, that's what I'm interested in playing with, the idea that <clears throat> there could be something different to enjoy. And possibly, regardless or no, whether, regardless whether it takes you to, uh, to that physical intimacy, which I'm still a big fan of, I have to say, but... <clears throat> Regardless whether or not you you end up there, that to extricate extricate oneself from from that automation means you just let the process flow. And the idea of inevitability, which is again another thing of mine, you know, which is uh, you don't have to do anything, and of course me not being a hunter will help in that meaning I don't have to I don't have to follow that template that blueprint you know in terms of how a man is to behave and how the game is played it was like no throw the rule book away and then just show up <laughs> be part of it <clears throat> oh my goodness again you fried my goodness mappy 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 okay Sorry, guys. This one just keeps uh, Puebla. Here we go. Arganston. <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> and then to make that less interesting or less attractive in and of itself, that for a lot of the time for me, this sex is actually kind of a selfish act. You know, it is all about you getting that pleasure, about you coming. And for, I kind of like the French one, actually, jouir. I like the word, uh, correrse in Spanish, to come. But uh, jouir, I, yeah, I kind of like the, 
the strength in it. Jouir. <coughs> there is a jouir. It kind of arrives in the end. And instead of yet to come, uh, I don't know. Or to reject, well, I guess to ejaculate, which is also, you know, byproduct of to come. But to, 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 to get rid of that. Because I think to me, it makes the experience, it makes a moment less. And the way it tint my connection with the female energy, let's call it that for the sake of it. <coughs> it's like, uh, hmm. yeah, I'm just, I want to take the edge off of it. I want to take the seriousness off of it. And I think it is over-evaluated. I think it's overseen and overestimated. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think to come is that valuable. It is tricky because you know I have the biology, of course, that I'm going to be juggling with. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to be reactive to it because I know that by doing that, I would create resistance. So without getting to judge it, but to be open, and then to be aware enough when it's happening to not basically to not, to not get caught up. And that's where the extrication comes in. I can extricate myself if I remain aware when that kind of broken record kind of happens. Oh, you like her, then you want to fuck her. So I know there's a story. There is a story in there being told about what that is and why I choose to believe that. And so I believe that I can reframe that. And it could just become more platonic, which in my case, it's not natural. You know, there are many things that I realize, you know, like even making love to a woman, even fucking, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. But uh, those, actually I want to say two together because it is making love and it is fucking. Those two for me, they, 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 they go hand in hand. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's, uh, it's been with me a long time and it's been a very, very single way to look at it and experience it. And I'm pretty sure, you know, that it is uh, linked with my mother, my inability to get the love from her. And so to, in a way, to looking for ways and in a way to be dependent, to feel like, not being deserving of it. So if I have a, if I'm with a woman and she give me the time of the day, then it's like, oh, she could be somebody that could give me, could unlock it for me, you know. And this silly dependence that somehow a woman has it, and after all that's happened in my life, <clears throat> you know, to still be struggling, juggling with that. So I'm looking for a different approach, you know. Which is okay, it is what it is. There could be some truth into that, but that doesn't matter. You know, the analysis doesn't lead me any closer. Uh, it could be useful to try to remain aware and to extricate myself when the impulse comes in, when the unconscious broken record starts to play. But that's it. No more, you know. There is no answer there. It's like, what do I do? You know, the situation that I found myself in. Do I fall asleep? You know, do I get lost in it? Or can I, can I remain present? And that's to me, that's going to be something interesting. Now, I don't know if with Amaya, we'll see. You know, sounds like she's going to be open. The fact that there is a distance, you know. So in a way, that's going to be useful. I realize I'm just not, I'm not a big fan of talking on the phone, but I think a video phone call would be something that would give me more cues, you know, something to bounce off better and then uh, to make the experience a little more meaningful, I guess, richer. Thank you, technology. So anyways, I'm going to be doing that when I'll have those things to like in a podcast to try to be sincere, authentic, 
with no interest in mind, you know, no, no agenda, and then just let it be, you know, and then to try to extricate that part of me who in a way is still a hunter, who in a way is still that selfish thing that's looking at a female as this entity that holds a treasure, <clears throat> because I don't. And, uh, and I know it's not enough, that knowledge, because I'm still reacting. So I have not brought enough awareness into it to update that understanding and then to resolve, you know, whatever that is inside of me. But there is value, there is potential, and there is something for me to get from it. So looking forward, you know, to, to that Camino, to that uh, trail, let's see where it will lead, you know, and then we'll take it one step at a time. <clears throat> anywho, anywho, well, it's, uh, yeah, I guess it's going to take me longer. Well, maybe it'll take me about an hour to get out of the suburbs, I guess. It's in a kind of an interesting esplanade that I'm going through, living uh, Vitoria. But the nice thing is I don't have to deal with traffic. So here this little pass is sheltered from it. It's going on the other side. But it's actually, we have more room here for the pedestrian than they have for the cars. So another one of my uh, dreamy vision, you know, that more and more and more and more it's going to cities are going to become unfriendly to cars and maybe we'll make it more convenient more enticing for the pedestrian for people to actually leave those cars behind and to to start to really devalue them uh, and of course that's my bias because of where i am i've loved the car when i had it but it is such an imposition, really. It is such a responsibility. It is such a cost that requires you to do all those things just to have it. <laughs> and what you could do with your time and what you could do with your resources, you know, if you didn't have that expense and that responsibility. But I guess that's, uh, that's my minimalistic mindset as of now, you know, because uh, I don't roll out, you know, having a car again. It's not about that, but I have to say, it is wonderful personally to be the least materialistically attached, you know, to have been able to live the way that I've been living in this last, uh, really, five years, <clears throat> you know, not having a house and more than four years now, yeah, more than four years now not having a car and uh, leading to almost, uh, yeah, more than three years now, you know, just just having this backpack and what can fit in it. It's really been an interesting experience. <clears throat> and uh, I'm curious to see, you know, where that's taking me. I am just curious because I have no idea. I really don't, you know, I really don't, which is really cool. It's like, and so what, you know, how does that make one's life better? You know, the possibility of the probability of the statistic of if I do that, I will do that. And then the idea that you control or that because you are within the realm of higher statistical probability <clears throat> and you feel good about it. Basically, you're a gambler, right? In a way, that's what it is. And the idea that that gets wiped off the table, there's no guessing, it doesn't matter, and it's not important. It's not important where you go eventually, because where you go eventually has nothing to do with your happiness, has nothing to do with what's really important. It is necessary, it is vital to have a goal to have a direction where you're heading, but it is as equally important what happens. You know, remind me of Gandhi, one of the things he was saying, you know, if you're gonna be taking a journey, let's say from California to New York, you're gonna be driving, so you know, you need to have a car, 
it needs to be in working condition. You need to have fuel. You need to kind of either have a map or a GPS. So you do all you do all the work. You do the preparation. You know everything to be successful because that's the point. You know. But then once you start, you kind of let it go. Uh, the Bhagavad Gita talks about that too. The idea of uh, let the fruit of your action belong to me, not to you. Don't look for any credit, any pride, you know, any sense of accomplishment. Don't bring the ego into that. Just kind of acknowledging, acknowledging it for what it is, you know, which is a necessity, but it has nothing to do with who you really are. It is not what's important. What's important is each moment from then on. You know, what do you do with each step, with each day? How much fear is there? Is it fear or love that drives you? You know, doubt or faith. <clears throat> do you believe in yourself? You know, do you, is, what you, is your why clear as to why you do what you're doing? Or are you just being reactive? I have to. You know, this is what I have to do because this is what I need. And if I don't do that, I don't have that. And if I don't have that, I don't feel good. So eventually, you know, I'll get to to what's really important. But for now, this is what needs to happen. And uh, to shift from, this is what I choose to do. This is what makes sense to me. And it is not as important, you know, what comes out of it or what my, my, initial, uh, my initial expectations are. It is what I have to have in order to get the wheels in motion. But once, <clears throat> once I am in motion, then let's enjoy the ride because it's then what's more important. And uh, who knows, maybe it sounds uh, Walt Disney-like, Walt Disney-ish like, I'm gonna call it Walt Disney-ish like. And maybe eventually I'll come up with a better version. You know, you'll have to forgive me. I mean, part of the the aim of that podcast is also for me to clarify, you know, to, to, to become more precise, maybe more simple, more more concise in how I think, how I view the world, what I value, my aspirations, my fears, my doubts. Who knows? Anywho. Well, now we're starting to see more green, so we're already on the outskirt, but it's still the same as planet. It's, my goodness, it's uh, several kilometers. Anywho. So, so my legs was really sore yesterday, my kind of between my thigh and my hip. It was like, I don't remember feeling that before. So, uh, I do feel better than yesterday, energy-wise. Uh, it feels fine now, uh, during my yoga. I didn't uh, <clears throat> didn't feel much, but I'm still slightly aware of it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but looking to arrive early, and then getting plenty of downtime. Uh, yeah, my guess is you know having the pack on, and that weight is definitely not the most uh, beneficial to to that leg. So I'm gonna shorten the the pack time on it and then give my body a rest because I'm not looking at uh, stopping for the next four days I guess until I get to Vienna and even then uh, I'll be moving but after that I could uh, I could definitely make short days so on a French Camino the places are some of them are going to be opening around noon so I would be able to to make short days and uh, give it a rest so we'll see how uh, it feels like tomorrow and then in the near future and then we'll take it from there and before I let you go for now uh, I don't I guess we must have been last night Pilar sent me a location nothing else just a, a whatsapp you know actual location so I sent her my actual location so she's like I don't know 80k I guess something like that She's in Nevada, which I kind of knew anyway. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, I guess she's about four days, right? 
from starting, uh, well, actually, not living that Saturday, Sunday, Monday, she starts on Tuesday. Hold on. Yeah, she starts today the 13th. So on the fourth day, she'll start. Uh, she'll start walking. And uh, we'll see. <clears throat> and I'm okay. I even talked to Jill about that. And, you know, it's like, okay, it'll be what it'll be. I'm okay. I'm okay with. Uh, I'm okay with uh, with whatever. If I get to see her, I think. Well, I know that my state of mind is quite clean. Of course, it's one thing what I'm thinking about, and what I will feel about. You know what's been the case with being around her. But I think I have uh, <clears throat> exercised myself from some of it. And even talking to Jill, realize that yeah, I've really accepted that there is something not. <clears throat> not healthy about it, you know, and I kind of knew about that. It's like, you know, being hooked with somebody, uh, whatever, whatever it is that I'm feeling, you know, and kind of doubting. I guess that is what I'm feeling, because how could I be feeling so crazy, so lost into somebody, and not be reciprocity? And that's the first time that I've kind of doubted, quote unquote, love. And, uh, but I think I've done uh, my grieving work, uh, uh, luto, duelo in Spanish, and uh, deuil in French, faire son deuil, yeah, grieving. And uh, well, I guess in, uh, yeah, in French and in Spanish, there is no verb, you don't conjugate, it's just a noun. <coughs> and, uh, I'm fine. I'll be fine with whatever. And actually, it could be interesting to, you know, to see her for whatever the time would be. You know, <laughs> maybe just an instant, a few minutes, or God knows what. And then see where the reality, outside of just what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling as I'm talking about her from a distance, what it actually is like. But I do feel pretty good. Uh... I'm bringing her less and less, you know, away from her. It's, it's one thing if I get to see her and then I realize, uh, you know, that I'm, you know, still in love in that way. And that would be fine if that was the case, you know. And at the same time, to to move on, to to keep starving it. I guess that's kind of how I choose to symbolically or choose my wording for to cut that kind of uh, umbilical cord with a mother, in a way. And then to move on from that. And, uh, or maybe just won't. Maybe she'll just become that muse, you know, that just floats around me and just accompany me. And then uh, maybe it just will signify, you know, the end of my, uh, <clears throat> my romantic need or intimacy need at that level with female. And that in a way it will be met you know, maybe it could just be that, that she actually signify, symbolizes that kind of homework being done. And it was just a pricey homework. It was a very costly homework to accomplish, but that maybe it is that. Regardless, it doesn't matter what I think. It'll be interesting, you know, quite surprising. Definitely a curveball that came my way. Did not see that coming, that I may see her again before leaving Spain, so so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, and as I'm about to finish this podcast, it looks like I am coming to the roundabout that marks the end of uh, the end of the, the suburbs here, so on that note, as I'm looking at the mountains and the field, back to nature, I will leave, the, leave it at that. I uh, wish you all a beautiful day. It's overcast right now. It's nice and cool. So I'm going to enjoy. Uh, I mean, you know, not that the heat was that bad. But definitely, I'm not going to mind uh, avoiding some of it. So, and then want to take care of my leg here and see what's going on with it. That's the first time in a long, long time. I think the last time was my... Uh, my knees at the beginning when I was feeling them and 
you know and but that's kind of been long gone so we'll just keep an eye of it i'm still moving forward i will be open of course to <clears throat> to stop if if i can feel something is off and if my body needs rest then i will i will deal with it then so i'll get to that across that bridge when i get to it eh? as they say as the saying goes so on that note my dear friend my dear companion of the camino whoever you might be my willing ear to be bent i wish you a beautiful day and then we'll see you on the other side of the rainbow love peace Om. Now update. <laughs> it is now 10:53. It was around the 19k. Uh, well, for today, and I'm about there. So, a little earlier than I thought. So, uh, update of course all of you. All right, Anthony, Isaac, let's let go. We've been thinking. We've been dead worried about it and uh i'm sure you want to know so here is the update after giving back a stare to that interesting lady who was looking at me and uh well nothing there is uh nothing there so feels great um uh, energy level completely different than yesterday of course you know i just did it in one bite it was a nice up and down, but nothing like serious, but, you know, good terrain. Um, at one point, the Camino was taking me away from where my app was showing me. So, and I kind of went with it and it turned out to be a trail instead of being, I think, a stretch of it on the road. So that was kind of nice. Not the whole thing to myself. Found only a couple of guys on a mountain bike. Interesting to the judging in me. The judge, I guess, in me judging them because they had those battery, you know, those bike assist. I was seeing them going up and they were sitting down and they were just not pedaling hard enough. And I was like, yeah, they are, they are getting an assist from the battery. And they did. And one of the guy couldn't manage to go up the trail with the assist. And of course I went on, I had, I had uh, my lunch with him. I had lunch, no, how to say, how to say. I had, I had it with him basically. I, uh, it was an easy scapegoat making fun of him so was aware of that and rephrased it quite quickly realized how silly that was and what the fuck did they have to do with anything and uh but moved on and uh so yeah the the body feels great my goodness sorry guy that is a heck of a gate here what the heck is this place jesus Tayeres Guinea. Wow, that is a heck of a gate. Quite fancy. Um, so, yeah, everything is completely different. I had a very nice, a uh, lot of shade today. The sun is really peeking out now. And it's not going to be as hot as yesterday anyway. We have a front coming in. And the temperature is going to keep dropping. So again, summer in North Spain. But the main thing is really... Uh, that there is nothing, nothing. I'm sure I'll feel a little bit of the leg. That would not surprise me, but it's not getting worse. And uh, I think it might have something to do with uh, the barefoot walk I did two days ago, those uh, 13 or so kilometers. So the lesson I'm choosing to take from this one is maybe doing one to two hours a day barefoot and no more. Wondering if you know the pack, either my arch or something about the way that I'm walking is not quite sustainable up to par. So to to use those shoes, I mean they are wonderful, you know. They are wonderful. Anyway, here is La Puebla de Arganzón, Arganzón, Arganzón. I think it's till they come. Argan son, Argan son, eta.
theta argansum. So, we'll see, this is quite early, but the fact that we have a code, you know, I'm thinking they, I'm gonna be able to get in, basically, and uh, enjoy an early day, really rest the body. So wonderful after such a high to do to arrive so early. You know, tomorrow it's about 30, 31K, so I won't be getting there that early. But then when I'm on a French Camino, a lot of the places open early. Even the one that I told me, you know, I'll keep your spot until two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Which is like, holy motherfucking God, that is mighty early. You don't give, even give me a choice of saying, you know, I can call you if I'm running a little behind. So, which is fine, you know, I accepted it. I still had those thoughts in my head. But that is fine. This is her place. This is her condition. She has her reasons. I have no problem with that. So, and of course, I will be there before two o'clock. So, more than likely, I get there around one. So, those two days are going to be around 25, 26. So we're looking at around uh, uh, six hours to get there. So, anywho, but uh, beautiful morning. I mean, back again, there's a hedge, hedgerow of uh, whatever those kind of uh, trees, some kind of cypresses, I'm, I'm thinking maybe. Anyhow, so very, very tall, looking like a... Uh, 10, 12 feet high. They've been growing for a while. And I'm now about entering uh, La Puebla de Arganzón. And I need to find my uh, albergue, which is next to the school. Looking at the instruction again. And uh, let's see, you know, if I can get uh, the show going. Uh, we'll, we'll see about the shower. If, uh, well, I don't see why I wouldn't take a shower now uh, because of uh, getting hot. Oh, 11 o'clock. Not sure if you can hear the church bell, the church tower bell. But uh, here I am. Wow. A very smooth day. Uh, and uh, I felt very light too. It was very interesting. Uh, you know, Pilar came up. Oh, wow, my paws were loose. Uh, Pilar came up. and uh, But everything was kind of light. You know, of course, uh, her sending me her direction and uh, thinking also a little bit about Amai. And uh, yeah, but feeling good, feeling light. Yeah, that's a good word. I'm feeling light, you know. And we're going to keep working on staying light, you know, with the sun, with the rain, and, uh, yeah, being light on your feet. So, anyway, looks like a cute little town, bigger than I thought. There's got to be a, a shop here. So we'll see. I would think so. Thinking of fruits. I got some stuff from the, the other place, you know, from people that are left. Like a bag of vermicelli, a little bouillon, and then uh, a packet of some kind of a soup, ternera, which is uh, some kind of a beef flavor stuff. So, anyway, looks cute. Looks cute. I'm going to go by the church. Let's see if they have a uh, mass. Yeah, it's, it's Saturday, so we are weekend. So, well, it might be. Again, we don't have enough priests. They have too many churches. So, look here. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. All right, so here's the albergue. So, once I get past the church, I'm gonna have to get off the Camino to, to find that place. Anyhow, and then I'll be looking for a grocery store. Is that even a bank? Yeah, there's a bank here. There's got to be a, a grocery store. It looks like a bar. Of course, it's going to be a bar. Right across the... Right on the church's square. 
night. Alright, so here is the entrance of the church, which is, I guess, closed. Okay. So let me. Oh, there are two I need to try and transfer. No, no sign. Uh, close by the Arganchon. Okay. Doesn't say anything about. Okay, doesn't say anything. Alright, so. Let's go here. I guess you want to be with me. Alright, guys. Looks uh, nice. I like the feel of it. It's a lot of stones, you know, so it's mostly houses. So. Anyway, it's kind of a nice, uh, quaint uh, feeling. Ridiculous, those freaking apps, what I can see, you know, tracking me. My goodness. Oh, I said the car was moving. That was spooky. Uh, all right, so now, okay, I think I can go this way. And I'll take a left, and I should be about there. So everything is very quiet. A few people's out. A few people at the bar, and I'm chatting, chat, 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 chatting. Like I am with you, whoever you are, wherever you are. Sociedad. Anyway, it looks very quiet here. Okay. And uh, Centro Social y Cultural. I don't know what that is. Albergue de Peregrinos. Here we are. All right, so let's see if I am way too early or if it will let me enter. And there is a school next to it. And there is the albergue. So the wall is painted. Argansun Icastola. Icastola, anyhow. Alright, go guys, so I think I'll leave it at that. Here I am. 11.05. Anyhow, uh, maybe we'll chat later. If not, have a beautiful uh, Saturday. All right, before I forget, a keeping it real moment. So yes, I have entered. Yes, I have showered and didn't wash my shorts today, but the socks, the underwear, and my t-shirts are hanging and drying already. It's uh, not even midday yet. So we shall see, you know, if I have the place to myself or not, but uh, they have Wi-Fi here. Uh, decent kitchen, just no micro, just no fridge. So, but they have those fans which you may be able to hear, you know, to keep the place cool. So that's kind of gonna follow me. And uh, and here's what happened. So I registered online yesterday, and they send you a code through your email. Basically, there's nobody here. And so, you know, I get my stuff set up, and then I realize I'm gonna hang the laundry, and I remember there is this portable. Uh, whatever you call the thing to hang your laundry. So I go out to set it up and I forgot to prop the door and the door closes and I don't remember the code. And it's kind of like a two-story house and then the bottom windows are like barred so you can get in. And I'm like, holy shit, so I'm in uh, shorts and topless, <laughs> flip-flop. And I'm like, shit. And then I look up and the window on the second floor is open. And then I see the drainage pipe from the gutter <laughs> and a kind of a little bit of a stone ledge. I mean, we're talking about a little bit and uh, thinking about my climbing days and telling myself, Anthony, this is dangerous. <laughs> but I managed to climb and then get myself in a room that had the window open and uh, <laughs> Went to my phone, so it's 91681 and enter. That's a code for the door. Wow, that was a keeping it real moment. 
Anywho, so for now I have my uh, my feet are soaking. <laughs> I am doing uh, some Duolingo, and I'm in a kitchen. The fan going to keep me cool, which is wonderful, and uh, enjoying it. So just wanted to share this, keeping it real. That was uh, humbling, but uh, I didn't have to go look for somebody, you know, which would have been the next move, obviously, and because I tried two codes, but I had no idea. That's a five-digit, you know. Even now, I'm not even sure what it is again. Anyway whatever the case is so i need to keep my phone with me at least i have uh, <laughs> i have that code so very interesting anyhow back to duolingo just wanted to share my silly moment all right candid camera peace <laughs>